today we will continue teaching on the Holy Spirit uh, because the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit is His present living in us. And He manifests the uh, God in us. The Holy Spirit is God Almighty Himself, Spirit living in us. And He also he is the power of Jesus' name living in us. You know, it, it is when we realize that, when we get a full knowledge of that and can comprehend that, uh, Satan will not have so much authority control over your emotion. Because Satan knows himself that the believers, that believers are equipped with the same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. To enforce God's victory for the church. That's why one of the reasons why the power dwells in us. To enforce what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Not to allow the devil to, to talk us out of who we are and what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. We are the temple of God. The Spirit of God dwelling in us. The Holy Spirit dwell in us in the power of God's supernatural power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. So today we will focus on the indwelling power of God dwelling in believers' spirit to enforce Satan's defeat. We are not enforcing his defeat. We are allowing him to take control of our emotion when all the time he knows that God has equipped the church with the power to enforce what God has done for the church in Christ Jesus. And let's turn it in your Bible to chapter, uh, Ephesians 1, verse 18 through 20. And it also revealed the power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. And I want you to bear in mind as we read this, that that same spirit that, we are, that, that God demonstrated in Christ Jesus is described over here in verse 18 and 20. That same spirit is not another spirit. It's not another power. It's that same spirit dwelling in every born again believer. Whether we recognize it or not, whether we live by it or not, but it's dwelling in every believer that accepted Jesus Christ. The power that raised Jesus from the dead, keep in mind as you read it, is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling us. And not only does it dwell in us, we are to experience the same power that dwelled in us, that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. We are not experiencing the power. We talk about the power. We sing about the power. We shout about the power. But we're not experiencing that same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. 
We allow the enemy to come in and control our emotion, control what we think, control how we respond to life. But all the time that devil knows himself that the Christian are the most powerful Christian, people that ever walked on the face of the earth, but they live like they are weak Christian, live like they have no power, when all the time the devil knows that that same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead is dwelling in them. At any time, when they rise up in their God-given image, they can catch me down, they can pull down stronghold, they can catch down imagination at any time because they are well-equipped everything that we need that we would ever get. There's no more power that we're going to get. You can pray and pray all you want to, but all the power that you ever need has already dwelling in your spirit. What you need, guess what? Your healing is dwelling in your spirit. We say about here is the Lord that God that heals thee, but that same God dwelling in us. That spirit dwelling in us. Everything that we need dwells in us. And we're going to see, as we go further in this uh, teaching today, that it's awesome to me. I think what's missing in our lives is we do not open our mouth and speak what's dwelling on the inside of us. We do not speak our victory. We do not speak it out because what's dwelling in us, the, the, the fact is that we have to open our mouth and say something. The Bible says that the weak say that they are strong. Why do you say that, God? Why sit around and moan about you being weak, God? So why don't you open your mouth and let the devil know I'm not weak. I'm strong in the Lord and the power against mine. He said that you said. God didn't say Jesus is going to say it for you. He didn't say someone else is going to say it for you. You, If you weak, the Bible said you said that you are strong. Open your mouth and say something and speak the word of God. See, knowing the word of God and speaking the word of God is two different things. You can know the word of God all you want to, but until you speak that word out of your mouth, it's nothing going to happen for you. That's why God gave us the Bible, to read it. When we read it, believe it, and speak it. Speak it, speak it, speak it, say so, say something. Let's read verse 18. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, Paul prayed this prayer for the church. Hush up. He wanted the church to know and experience the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. The victory that was won at the cross dwells in us. We cannot really justify ourselves for being weak Christian. Amen. 
There's no justification for a Christian to confess that they are weak. Why? Because God has done so much for us in Christ Jesus, and not only has he done so much, he dwells in us. That spirit dwells in us. There's no weakness. I might act like I'm weak, I might talk like I'm weak, but in the eyes of God, what he's done for us on the cross, he see a strong Christian. He see a mighty Christian. He see a warrior, but we might act like a wimp, but God said, I'm not looking at how you act, I'm looking at what I've done for you on that cross. On that cross, I deliver you. On that cross, I made you more than a conqueror. On that cross, I give you power to enforce your victory. I give you power to enforce your healing. Do not accept that. Listen, if you go out, don't go out whining. Go out fighting.
What do you want? You want life. But why are you speaking death when you want life? Cannot have both. But yet we want victory. It's amazing. We want victory. But what are you speaking? Death. You want victory. But why do you keep speaking? Death. Why do you keep speaking? The problem. Never the answer. We're supposed to talk the answer, not the problem. But what did we speak? The problem. And what did you give the problem? More power, more authority over your life to root itself around your emotion and control you night and day because we give the devil too much power, too much authority over our life for what we say out of our mind. But yet, what you want, brother? You want victory, right? Well, what have you been speaking? You've been speaking death. You say you want victory. You want God to automatically give it to you, right? And let you just speak death, not follow the instruction of his word. He instruct us. He given us instruction. And he expects for us to obey and follow out the instruction. If he said to me, Dr. Bet, if you keep on speaking about death, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to invite all the defeated spirits, all the defeated thoughts around you. And you're not going to be able to overcome because that's what you keep speaking. That's what you keep saying. But yet you say you won't like But I listen to your voice. You confess death, but you won't like it's double-minded. Yeah. God said a double-minded person is unstable in all your ways. You are too double-minded. What do you want? Do you want death or do you want life? Make up your mind. There's no in between. There's no hoping. I, there's a knowing. Then Jesus said, I do He's Moshe. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Nika, I know my God. Yes. Oh, will not leave my soul in hell. Yes, hallelujah. That always been my testimony. I know God will not leave me in a defeated state. Because I know him. I know his power, yes. and I know where he dwells now. Yes. How can I stay in a defeated state when I speak the word of God? Yes. Jesus, you don't even have to go to my house. You don't have to bother yourself to go to my house. Just speak the word, and my servant will be made whole. Just speak it. We read all of that. We get excited about it. Hold on, Mr. McFarland. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. Now, let's get down to the... Uh, hold it a second. See, Paul prayed this prayer, but he knew the church was going to... You know, he wanted the church to know this. He knew that the enemy, the devil, biggest nightmare, is for you to find out that you're more than a conqueror. For you.
to keep you, your eyes blind to the fact that your body is the temple of the spirit of the almighty God and that the power of God dwells in you. That the same power, the same power, that a different type of power, it said the same power that raised up Jesus Christ. It was the power and the glory of God power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. And you mean to tell me, God, don't worry, tell me that I possess that same mighty power that raised up Jesus from the dead? What do you want me to do with this power? This know that I have it. This talk about I have it. God's a Rihanna. I'm a Rihanna. Moshita Rihanna. Mokuria. Yeah, Moshita. Rihanna. It was given for me just to say that I have the power of God dwelling in me. It was given to me to enforce the victory that God won for us at the cross. It just was not given to me. So I have the Holy Spirit. What good having a Holy Spirit and you're living a defeated life? Jesus said, all that blood that you shed it for them. All what you went through for them to give them power. Give them authority. And they still living a defeated life. They still talking the problem. Speaking the problem, not the answer. Give them a Bible to read. But yet they read it and they just put it like it's a history book. That way we mention it when the devil come around. You don't have nothing to tell him but oh, woe me. Stand up and represent what was done for us in Christ Jesus. How are we representing God, what he done for us on that cross? That blood that was shed for us. How are we representing that blood? How we represent the victory that was won. It wasn't won for Jesus or It wasn't won for the angels. It was won for the church. We are the church. The angel doesn't need this power. Jesus doesn't need this power. That's why he sent it back on the deal of Pentecost. He sent that power back in the presence of the Holy Ghost to dwell in each one of us. To empower us. To encrypt us, to sit around and bellyate. <laughs> Why you need the power? You were doing that before you got saved. I'll say it again. Verse 19 said, The exceeding power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same power, they call it surpassing power, unlimited power. Um, immeasurable power, unlimited power. There's no limit to the power that you have in you. You cannot measure that power. You will never exhaust that power. Use it. What you saving it for when you see Jesus? It's for earth. This power was not given for heaven. It was given for earth. You need it on earth. You don't need no power in heaven. Don't tell me it happened. He said, power, power beyond your imagination dwells in each one of us. Your 
powerful folks. <laughs> the devil said, if I can keep them thinking that they're powerless based on what they do and how they act, that's how we based our power. That's right. But don't care how low you fall or how you go, the power will always be with yeah. you to bring you back to your senses. God said he will never leave you, nor forsake you, right? He will be with you wherever you go, whatever you do. Just remember, the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. That's why it convicts you. It knows where you go. It knows where you hang out at. I don't know where you hang out at, but the Holy Spirit knows where you hanging out at, you're headed for destruction. Said, so I know where you hang out at. I know your downsetting. I know your uprights. And I know your thoughts on the fall. You might get fool Sister Juice and Mary Ann and Brother Joe and Joe, but you cannot fool God because he's with you. See, you have to believe he's with you because, I don't know. I believe, you know, we think at a certain time God leave us and we can do our thing. <laughs> we feel like, oh, close your eyes, Jesus. God said, wherever you go, I have to go with you. And that's in the Bible. Wherever you go, God said, I go with you. You cannot separate me from you. You accept me into your life and I came into your life. But you cannot just tell me to go away. I will be with you until the end. Working with you. Molding you. Shaping you. Telling you about yourself. I will always be with you. Remember, wherever you go, you take God there with you. If you think it's okay for God to go where you go, then you ask God, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, is just a place that you want me to hang out. Why don't we ask God instead of asking people? Ask the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He will tell you the truth by yourself. People be nice to you, but the Holy Spirit, the Bible said, How be it when the Spirit of truth comes, He will be around you and He will dwell in you. So if you want to know the truth about yourself, ask the Holy Spirit to tell you. When He tell you, don't put it on somebody else, it's for you. Ask Him, you want to know this? Ask Him. I tell you to ask Him. Say the Holy Spirit, I'm living a holy life. <laughs> Holy Spirit, so repeat that to me again. <laughs> 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 so, uh, 